0: Today I'm joined by Elena Snyder. She's the founder of Indigo Collective, a business focused on helping thought leaders fuel their strategy by being their authentic selves. She's got this beautiful premise that your knowledge and ideas need an outlet and you want that outlet to create an impact. Simple, right? But not easy. Elena is so impressive. I brought her on the Rising Digital Leader Show because she can help you accelerate and scale your tech career. Our conversation centers on building a personal brand, but we also cover being intentional about what you want, why and how to use LinkedIn as a truly social experience, and what it takes to refine your personal brand and be rewarded for it. This is such good content, please enjoy. Welcome to the Rising Digital Leaders Show. I am your host, Matthew Doan. Today's organizations are powered by digital capabilities, cloud, data science, cybersecurity, and much more. To be competitive, we must have tech-savvy leaders steering the ships. But these people don't come out of thin air. We must develop them. This show is for the technical experts of the world, those brave souls that feel unheard and lost in the crowd, but know they were born to lead. We need you to rise, to become impactful digital leaders. In these episodes, we help you undergo a self transformation, developing the mindset and skill set that'll massively enhance your abilities, influence, and career potential. We take a different approach, pulling in lessons from philosophy, psychology, neuroscience, and history to enrich the professional and personal aspects of your life. Thank you for your time please subscribe to The Rising Digital Leaders Show. Now, let's dig in. Elena, welcome to The Rising Digital Leaders Show.
1: Hey, Matt, thanks so much. I'm really excited to be here.
0: We're gonna have so much fun today. So I'd like to dive right in. You are clearly an artist from photography, sketches, words, business offerings, I see it all. In a world of data overload, which is where much of our audience lives, how do you maintain that artistic mindset?
1: Oh, that is such a good question. Um, you know, I have literally created my entire life around creativity. Everything that I've chosen from high school to college, out of college, and what I do now is all based on fueling my creative outlet. And in the last few years, that creative outlet has been business. So it's been less of the hand drawn stuff. Although, as you've been noticing, I'm bringing that more into uh, my business marketing work. Um, And yeah, I think the other thing is partnership and community. I've got a few artist friends that I collaborate with. And I just I keep it alive in all different ways.
0: And how does that serve you in your business today?
1: You know, like I said, it's really everything that I do. And one of the things that I was realizing as of late is some of that visual creativity has gone away. And I've questioned that a lot because it's been part of my identity. Um, but what I've seen is, is that there's this new outlet that has me so invigorated and lit up that uh, and also it's it's not singular. It's not me just alone. It's the community that's built around what I do and the people who I work with. And so there's something different happening there. Um, and it's just it's it's a way of life. I, I'm not sure I can pinpoint it.
0: Yeah. I get that, it's a very vague concept, but you understand when you're artistic and creative, it serves a lot of value. And to your point on like the sketches, the images, all of this, in a world of content overload, we're in the post-content age, where you have access to anything you could ever want, the shorter form, more visual elements of the world, whether it's an Instagram or other ways of communicating short form, punchy ideas, you're going to bring that audience in. You're going to do a lot more with that versus competing in the world of endless words. So I understand why this is successful for you. So I'd like to talk a little bit about your professional journey. It's had a series of twists and turns over the over the years, but you've been able to look back, and it's something I really admire about you, is how you connect the dots on how what you did earlier in your career really fed what you did next and now what you do now. What were some of those major career evolutions you went through?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um... So when I first started straight out of college, I went to Japan and started teaching English there. And I, at that point, and really up until I started this business, I had no idea what a career actually meant because I taught English in Japan. I came back to the States. I cleaned houses. I painted houses. I designed websites, like anything that I could do to make money, to fuel my creative pursuits. That's what I did. Um, and but I, I as I started putting the dot or like putting the pieces together, I noticed something. And this really came when I started this marketing business, which in part was because I wanted more freedom and flexibility, and in part was because I'd been doing some web design. And the the biggest thing that I saw is that when we're talking about authenticity, authenticity, and being who we are, You know, that, that changes in the context that we're in. So when I think about myself in Japan teaching kids how to speak English, you know, not only am I having to translate myself there, but I'm having to help them not only translate their language, but also them, their hearts themselves. And so that's what, that's what I bring to the, the, the marketing space as well. And it took me a while to uncover that story. And I find that most of the people that I work with, They have a story that is uh, equally twisting and turning, even if they think that it's incredibly linear, because we're all different, right? There's different things that we're going to pull in different ways, even if we all have the same credentials, which, you know, we don't all have the same credentials, too. So, yeah.
0: It's funny you say that, though. A lot of our audience does have the same credentials. So in the tech world, you've got data scientists, cyber professionals, IT, cloud folks, and a lot of them are pushed to actually be very similar, get the same certifications, get the same experience, move up the ladder in the same way. And something that I love you just said is that our authentic self changes by the context that we're in. And that's something that I'd really like everyone to embrace and understand what that, that could mean. It's not just... Here's my professional self and here's my personal self. It can be more nuanced than that, especially at work when we're interfacing with different people, whether it's colleagues, customers, bosses, mentees, all of those people have different needs and you can pull on different tools in your personal toolkit to serve them. So it's about reaching back in your, in your life and understanding, well, early on, you know, I was coached really well in sports. Maybe I can bring a coaching mentality to how I'm helping grow the next generation of leaders. Or maybe my parents taught me how to be very empathetic. I can use that when working with colleagues, but there's a whole host of ways that we can still be authentic at work and not have to g- just be one single identity the same everywhere we go.
1: Yeah, yeah. I love that point. And, and to kind of, to, to build off of that, you know, when we're talking to a boss, when we're talking to a same level colleague, the way that we talk to those people are different and thinking about, thinking about where we're really coming from within ourselves and what we're trying to get done. So it's the needs of others, but also the needs of ourselves and to, to pay, to pay more mind to that self. You know, I think we live in this world of selfies and all this stuff that uh, can easily feel egotistical. But when we talk about the self, when we talk about what we want, there's so much insight there that not only better[s] our own experience, but it, it permeates into all the other people around us. It's that beautiful ripple effect. Um, so, yeah, I, I love how you some or pulled that together, Matt. That was great.
0: Yeah. Well, I learned from you, Elena. So (laughs) fast forward a little bit to today. I'd like to understand for our audience, what are you doing now with your business, especially the idea of client creation? I'd like for you to get into that for our audience, too.
1: There's an umbrella that I exist under, which is personal branding. Um, But under that, let's unpack all of this right now, because I work with creative and entrepreneurial professionals and coaches and consultants to create clients. And when I say that, what I really mean is that we're looking at the question of, I've got this idea. I've got this offer. How do I get it out there? How do I connect it to the people that are going to benefit most from it? And how can I create the impact that somewhere in me, I know that I can create. Um, And that's the question that we're, we're asking. And what I've found is is that when you know where you wanna go, there's a million strategies to get you there and they all work, but they all don't resonate with us. They all don't feel good and they all don't produce the same result in the sense of, are those the people you really wanna be working with? Is that the thing that you really wanna be creating? So when we kind of scale that back and start again with what I just mentioned, what you want, when we start with what you want, we get so much insight into what strategies we can build out. And this might sound kind of fluffy, but it's not. All of this is about strategizing you, starting with you, putting that life jacket on you so that you can help other people around you. What this ends up meaning is that You have more time and energy because you're fueled by what you actually want to be doing, which means the impact that you create with the people that you're working with is that much more significant. And you're, you're really enjoying that. You're enjoying the sales and the marketing. A lot of the people that I'm speaking to are, are at that point where they're selling and marketing stuff and they hate it. So how can we, how can we, plug that in, plug in what we love to everything that we do. And so thinking about your audience, Matt, I've got so many questions for you too, but I'll scale back on that. Thinking about your audience, like as as you start to uncover what you want and what you really want to be doing, watch how that changes the way that you interact with your family at home, your colleagues at work, your boss. Um, it, there's there's a fire that gets lit with all of this that gets really exciting.
0: Yeah, if I could build on that using myself as an example. So I've been in the tech world for 15 years, doing a lot of consulting to the top organizations in the world, tech and cyber and analytics and all this. And while that is intensely valuable, and I know I'm helping the world there. I've gone through a journey myself to figure out that I need to be helping people more closely on a one-on-one basis, tapping into what they're thinking and feeling. So from my coaching business to doing this type of work on podcasting to some of the daily content I put out there, those are all ways for me to express who I know I'm meant to be and who I authentically am. And I've figured that I can do great work both with my corporate space, but also individually and in helping people get better as well. So I've, I've really tapped into that myself and I'd like to encourage more of our audience to explore what is it that excites them? What is it that they really want and find ways to start doing that out in the real world?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I love that, Matt. I love I love seeing that and I can really hear that in the way that you are talking not only about your experience, but I can just really feel how that can resonate with the people listening now. Um, And yeah, this space that you've created is a really cool one. I'm really happy to be here.
0: Well, you're the expert. I'm so happy that you're able to share some of these insights with us. So you talked a little bit about client creation, and that has interactions with this idea of personal branding. Yeah. And personal brands... You and I both understand the value of what that can be. as probably one of the greatest long-term assets that any of us can invest in. It's not an icky concept. It's not selfish. It's not self-serving in the sense that it's all about you. My thought is that personal brands help you establish who you are and what you're all about, how you want to serve the world, and then let others know about that. But would love your take. What does personal brand mean to you?
1: I love your definition. And the other thing that I'd note is that personal brand just is what people say about you when you're not in the room, right? This is your reputation. This is the feeling that people get from you. And they have that whether you're conscious about it or not. And the the only reason that we need... like Personal branding has been around for as long as we've been around. We just didn't have anything... To, to call it. We've monetized the idea of reputation by calling it personal branding. Um, and yeah, it's it's not some gross egocentric thing. It's, it is your most powerful asset uh, within this corporate business context. And a great way to think about that is really to think about companies. It's harder to... We're, we're going to extrapolate it to the personal. But when we think about something like Apple right Apple I'm using a Mac right now. Um, Apple sold computers and then sold the iPod how How did a computer company all of a sudden start selling a music device like that does not make any sense at all, but how they did that was because of their brand. We know that Apple is all about breaking the status quo and what is more outside of the box than holding a thousand songs in your pocket back then, right? So because of that, Apple was able to sell something in a parallel market and sell something quickly. Right? We, we're, when you have a brand established, now let's bring it back to us. When you have a brand established, you can get new ideas out there so much more quickly. You can sell them more quickly. You can impact people more quickly. You know, we can get online and send an email and have money in the bank that same day. That's really what we're talking about. This isn't, uh, you know, having to go to the bank and, and get an investment in order to carry out this idea. Our personal brand, once built, gives us so much opportunity, opportunity that even you and I with personal brands today, we can't even foresee what that opportunity means in five, 10, 15 years.
0: Hey, quick break. I wanted to introduce a free resource for you. It's called the LinkedIn Creator Mode Guide over at MatthewDone.com forward slash toolkit. It's my best tactical advice on how to craft your LinkedIn profile. My tech people, hear me, this advice is about helping you establish a compelling personal brand while taking advantage of the budding creator economy. Don't hate and don't sleep on LinkedIn. Trust me. Check out my LinkedIn creator mode guide at matthewdone.com forward slash toolkit and start having your profile work for you while you sleep. Alrighty, back to the episode. Yeah, exactly. And one point I'll hammer home here is that You don't need to be owning your own business, a full-time entrepreneur, in order to have a personal brand. There is so much power in doing it from wherever you sit today, entrepreneurially, within a corporate environment, anywhere you sit, is to start building that and crafting that. So take our typical audience member here, Elena, say they're Mid career professional, at least 10 years in, like 32 years old. They're in the tech space. They've been grinding it out, mastering these technical skills for years. They've been a technical superstar and getting all sorts of accolades at work. Now they're at a pivot point where they're like, what do I do next? Do I start reaching towards the leadership realm? Do I try something different with my career? I've mastered a lot of what they say I need to master. Now what do I do? So Would you have any advice for that type of person, Elena, on how to start constructing a personal brand if they've not really tried that before?
1: Yeah, yeah. My first question would be, what do you like to talk about? What do you want to talk about? And just explore that. Um, This sounds really simple and kind of boring in a way, but this is where that fire gets lit because when we're when we've been coursing this linear path and all of a sudden we're faced with a choice you know where is that choice really going to come from because we do do we keep following this linear path that maybe we're not feeling so in line with anymore or do we step off that and how do we do that why not start with what you enjoy talking about because that helps lead you to what you want to create and the non-linear is really exploring exploring what you want to create. It's uh, like when, when, we, when we continue down this path of this thing after the next, what have we created? Have we really been cognizant of that creation? This is a chance for you to be more cognizant of that. Um, yeah. And I think I'd love to talk a little bit about LinkedIn and how LinkedIn can really plug in here as well.
0: So, Elena, LinkedIn is where we met. There is so much potential out there, even though there's a lot of haters. But I'd like to understand (laughs) from you, how should someone that we describe that's exploring a personal brand potentially view LinkedIn? What can it be to them?
1: Mm, Yeah. LinkedIn can be your platform for iteration, You can take this thing that you like talking about, that you're really good at talking about, that you have things to share about, and begin to share that. And this isn't about having anything finished, polished, whatever. This is really just about, I want to talk about this and I want to see what other people are talking about in relation to it. Um, I think that there's a lot of misnomers about LinkedIn in terms of just needing needing to know, right? we We want that how, how do I do it? And that how just indicates that there's something that we don't know and we're trying to learn. Um, and the the more that we can unhinge from that space of thinking that we we don't know how or we don't have anything to share, LinkedIn is really a beautiful place to build community around what you care about.
0: Yeah, that's huge. I think a lot of people view it as a glorified resume platform, which is maybe what it used to be, but now it's truly gone social. And everyone has to choose their own platform. If they're going to build a personal brand, you almost have to pick at least one platform, probably stick with one just to get it going. You can choose Instagram, you can choose Twitter, you can choose TikTok. You and I like LinkedIn because of the community social element, the ability to be authentic within the within the box of your professional world. You're showing up to say, professionally, here's who I authentically am. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, those are all very personally oriented places. Some businesses show up there as well, of course. Um, But LinkedIn overall, I really like it has a lot of organic reach. And something I've found very powerful is what you've done in doing community development, so with what you're working right now in the Indigo Collective, could you describe what it what that journey has been like in starting to bring a community of people around a set of ideas?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, th- th- this is one of the, I- I'm gonna talk a little bit, um, I'm gonna make this concrete in the beginning because I find this really interesting. LinkedIn is a sea of people. All you need to do is find one other creator that has even a little bit of a following. Because when you can find that person, then you can start to see that there are people congregating around that person. You know, who who else is interesting on their thread of a post? You can connect with them and begin to build that way. And before you know it, you're one of those people too. You have people who are uh, uh, inputting on the conversation that you're starting. And actually, I would say that This is what I tell a lot of my clients is that if you're not ready to post, don't worry about it. Comments are absolutely gold because think about it when you post, right? It's like you're waiting for the next person to comment. And if you're someone who's going to comment meaningfully, you're starting to get your feet wet. You're starting to find your voice. You're seeing what you're interested in and you're building community so that when you're ready to start posting, you've, you've got people who have been seeing your name in, in a way that feels a little bit more hidden. Uh, so there's two different ways, really, you know, you can get out there and post right away. You can be in the comments, do both at the same time. Um, and in terms of the, the Indigo collective, that's really what I did. It was just little by little. And as I started seeing a community emerge, I started talking more directly to them because I knew what they thought about the worlds, and I knew the intersections that we all had with each other. Uh, And so when we can call those out, that's really when we start creating community.
0: Yeah. And especially since COVID hit and everything has gone virtual, the power of community is different and probably more impactful than it used to be. We often thought community was a very local thing before, what you do in your town, gym memberships, people you always uh, did certain activities with. Now it's, it's, we we always knew it was digital as well, but now it's very, very digital. Whether you choose something like getting together through a shared hashtag on LinkedIn or building through a Discord server and getting a lot of like-minded people together on a certain topic. I've seen people pull entire groups off of LinkedIn and create a Discord server around spirituality or technical deep dive on data science. It's amazing what you can do once you get like-minded individuals working with and and just loving being around each other. You can actually create entire movements, and that's good for your brand. You can monetize that. You have an audience, and more importantly, you've got real relationships that will propel you in untold ways over the long term. I think that's one of the greatest things. As you were describing how to embed yourself in a community, it's almost like you were describing doing a social network analysis, like who are a few people that already have an audience that I admire and I like what they do? How do I embed myself in that? And then you have the network effects from there where you start meeting who they're talking with. And those people begin to know you. Next thing you know, you're in this really thriving community if you're giving and taking value from
1: Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. And I I love how you're talking about moving that off the platform because this is how it works. This is how people start seeing you. They get a feel for what you're about, what you offer. That's, that's something that can come down the line as you start building your personal brand. You might not know what you want to offer in the beginning, but that shouldn't hold you back from sharing the insight and the perspective that you have on the world. I think that by doing that first, it gives you more insight to to how that matches up with the needs of the audience that you're creating. And then you can begin to let people know what you offer. Cause I see a lot of people who um, I know that they have offerings, but I, I don't know what they are. So being able to build that community share what you have to offer and move that off the platform into other communities, into client relationships, uh, whatever it may be, The, the sky is literally the limit. We're talking tons of possibility and opportunity here.
0: Yeah, totally, and for our audience, you've got a bunch of tech professionals who aren't used to doing this. I can show everyone here countless examples of folks that have done exactly what you're describing, built personal brands, built community, and spun off side hustles that are lucrative and thriving and giving them real return, both financially and emotionally, to their world. They're getting great relationships out of it. And some people are spinning those into their own businesses. Of course, that's another route. But ultimately, the thing I like you're describing, if I were to sum it up, is by taking a chance to express what you think and believe. While that may sound very abstract right now, it's all about the reps day after day or you know, a few days out of every week, hold yourself to a schedule, hold yourself to a quota where you you put content out there, whether it's in comment or post form, because it's a forcing function when you write to understand what you're thinking. It's a It's a huge translation process to go from this jumbled mess of you know, firing and wiring things that are happening in our brains, right? All these electrical impulses of things that we're thinking, and then translating that into something other people will consume. That is a big process, but it forces you to distill what you believe, what you're passionate about, what energizes you, and as you take chances with that, and it's gonna be messy and ugly and complicated in the beginning, but you'll get better. You'll start to model people that you admire. You'll take some of their tips and tricks and use it as your own. Then you start to believe what you're all about and you can articulate through personal brand what enlivens you and what gets you excited. And then others will attract your way from there.
1: Yes, yes. Perfect sum up of everything, Matt. That's
0: great. Well, I've learned so much from you in the process. So. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Do you mind, Elena, if we pivot from personal branding to do a few rapid fire questions?
1: Yeah, go for it.
0: Yes, I would love our audience to understand more of you and what you're all about. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received?
1: Oh, yes. This came recently. The best piece was, um, what if you don't have to change? And I like this because, sorry, this isn't that rapid, but I think this is really important for the conversation that we just had. Um, I think this is really important because change is inevitable and I feel like we're either constantly seeking change or to avoid change. And in this moment, we are just who we are and who we are is enough in any shape, form, whatever. So it's not about changing in this moment. And that that has really changed my way of just being because it's not all about the action. You know, we're used to being linear action, let's go. But uh, giving us some space to to be and to create.
0: I love that. It's almost like you are... Everything you need to be right yep. now. Yep. Go forth, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Counter to that, what's the worst piece of advice you've received?
1: Um, you know, I really do not like any advice that starts with, I did this, so, so can you. <laughs> um, doesn't work. Nothing, anything that we've just talked about in this conversation is not honored. I'm different than you. You're different than me. Let's start
0: somewhere else. Oh, so true. It reminds me of my repulsion of the word guaranteed results or <laughs> the five-step process to success, which is like, yes. okay, prescriptive <laughs> answers in our chaotic human world, just they're not going to work the same for everyone. Let's be honest about that. Yes, there are <laughs> frameworks. Yes, you should be inspired, but you need to make everything your own. Yes, okay so elena you're a surfer what's the best part about that
1: oh gosh how you just get to be on the water no matter if it's sunshine or rain you're already wet you just get to be and then when you catch that wave it's like nothing else it just lifts you up and it's like you're flying I could go on oh, and on, but I'll spare you.
0: <laughs> that right there is enough that I need to try surfing. I've yet to do it in my life. Okay. If you were to invest early in any company, which one would that be and why?
1: Mm, something to do with water, whether that's protecting the water, protecting wildlife. In the water. That's really important to me. I'd love to be able to invest not only to see that grow, but, but also to be part of it, like see it from the inside, visit the spots, understand what thing, what's, what's really going on within that. Um, yeah, a huge passion for water. Also a huge fear about water, <laughs> tsunamis, that kind of thing. <laughs> Biggest fear wasn't one of your questions, right?
0: No, I get it. But it's the most powerful force on this earth and most life-sustaining one, too. So you better focus on it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Good to love it and fear it at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) All right. If you could invent one law that everyone in the world had to follow, what would that be?
1: Mm. I have a really hard time with the idea of, not the idea of law, Um, but can I change the question? (laughs) Go for it. How about something in the way of what I wish people were educated about, which in some ways relates to law. I don't know. Maybe I'm stretching it, but, um, I feel like we're not really educated to learn how to make decisions. We're making decisions every day, and it's not something that we're really taught how to do and how to do for ourselves, because my way is going to be different from your way. So if there was something that I could ask our educational institutions to think more about, it would be that.
0: Yeah. Like give some people some flexible mental models early in life that work everywhere you go, right? Yeah. That's beautiful. If you were starting your career right now, we're recording in 2021 right now, what advice would you give to yourself?
1: Iterate, iterate, iterate. Love and iterate. Um, I think, like, when we talk about a journey, a journey is so big. What does that mean? But a journey is really just the process of iterating. So, getting started before you feel you're ready and Focusing on how you feel when you're doing.
0: Oh, I love that. Start before you're ready, embrace the feelings, do more of what you what feels good, right? That's yeah. awesome. What a guide. Perfect internal compass. All right, to wrap up for a few things here. So you're on the rising digital leader show. So I'd like to ask, how do you rise each day?
1: I rise each day with connection on my mind. All of this is about connection, whether that's connection to myself, connection to others. Usually the day brings both um, and, and really expanding into that, that greater source of connection.
0: Yeah, that does so much good. On the idea of connection, where can people connect with you more online?
1: yeah yeah. LinkedIn is actually the best way. Um, feel free to just drop me a direct message. It's me on the other side. I'll be happy to hear from anyone.
0: Obviously, we'll get you in the show notes too so to have people connect with you easily. And just to wrap up, what closing message might you want to leave with our audience today, Elena?
1: Yeah. Matt, thank you because I feel like I know your audience. And so, audience here, this is, this is a really beautiful space. And the fact that, the fact that you're here and thinking about something a little bit outside of the box is plenty more than just the first step. So, tune into that creativity launch into the iterations. Because from what I understand, the tech world has a different view on iteration or a different way of doing that. And I think that there's a lot that you can capitalize on through that. So come iterate, create.
0: I love that. And the whole idea is our audience is used to iterating their code or their technical solutions. When you iterate yourself and become everything you can be by putting yourself out there into the world and testing yourself, That's where we all need to aim. Wonderfully said. Elena, it was awesome having you on this show. Thank you so very much. Looking forward to staying connected. And we'll have to do this again sometime soon.
1: Yeah, Matt. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it.
0: Wonderful. We'll connect soon. Bye. Bye. This is your host, Matthew Doan. Thank you for listening to The Rising Digital Leaders Show. Again, my mission is to help you elevate your career as a digital leader and live a thriving life. I hope this episode sparks new thinking and helps you take meaningful action in your world. If you enjoyed the experience, I'd be so grateful if you subscribed and left a five-star review. That's it for now. Until next time, my friends, stay virtuous.